Hello and welcome. You found the Social Work Podcast. My name is Jonathan Singer, and I'll be your host as we explore all things social work. Today's podcast is the first of three interviews with Kaya Bentley on psychopharmacotherapy. Kaya Bentley is professor of social work at Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia, and is published extensively in the area of psychopharmacotherapy. Now, psychopharmacotherapy is a big, long word that refers to the treatment of psychiatric disorders with the use of medication. But as Kaya pointed out in our interview, psychopharmacotherapy is not just about giving people medication and calling it a day. It is an approach to treatment that acknowledges the strengths and limitations of medications. In our interview, we talked about why social workers should be familiar with psychopharmacotherapy, legal and ethical limitations of social workers discussing medications with clients, some challenges social workers might have with agency policy around medications, and the role of social workers on a treatment team. Now, as I mentioned, this is the first of three interviews. The next interview focuses on best practices for referring clients for psychiatric medications, resources for social workers interested in learning more about psychopharmacotherapy, and how social workers can think critically about psychopharmacotherapy for adults and children. In the third interview, Kaya talks about a recent unpublished qualitative research study she did to explore the meaning that medication had for residents in a psychiatric facility. All three interviews were recorded using Skype. This is because Kaya was in Richmond, Virginia, and I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. During the interviews, I noticed some pops and hisses, presumably because the uh, network was congested or there were bottlenecks with the bandwidth. I'm not really sure what that means, but... Regardless, the problems were not enough to detract from the interviews. Um, If you have questions or comments for me or Kaya about this topic, or any topic on the podcast, please go to the Social Work Podcast website at socialworkpodcast.com. And now, on to the interview with Kaya Bentley and psychopharmacotherapy. Kaya, thanks so much for being here. And the the first question that I want to ask is, uh, real basically, what is psychopharmacotherapy? That's basically a term referring to the the use of what they call psychoactive medication in the management of any kind of emotional or behavioral or psychiatric concern or issue. And the term psychoactive is meant to really refer to medications that target cognition, thinking, and emotion in the, in the brain, basically. So psychopharmacotherapy refers to sort of the, the therapeutic use of those drugs in helping people uh, address those kinds of concerns. Social workers aren't trained in actually the, the anatomy and physiology like doctors are, nurse practitioners. Mm-hmm. And so I guess one of the questions might be, why, why should social workers be educated about medications? Well, I think that their education around psychopharmacology shouldn't just be about medications, but the, the, the underlying premise of your question is why should social workers know more about medications, their use, and the answer is, is in order to be better social workers. And what I mean by better is more, res- more responsive to the real-life co- concerns of real-life clients and essentially to be more compassionate to understand the, the experience of their clients 
more fully so they can sort of more fully participate in the problem-solving process with clients and not just clients, by the way, but with families and providers. So in order to be a better partner, um, you know, sort of embracing that partnership model of practice where, where you think of practitioners as, as sharing knowledge, sharing expertise, um, that's all about being more responsive and more compassionate. And like we know that the use of medications is, you know, a huge part of particularly mental health treatment, but certainly in people, all you know, in all fields of practice, social workers come into contact and work with people that are taking taking psychiatric medications or, or may need to be shared the option of taking medications. And so we better know about that if we're really going to be great social workers. So, so what you're saying is that social workers work with clients who are taking medications as part of their therapeutic regimen, and if we don't know about them, then we're not really doing our job. Did I? That's get that? right. Okay, that's totally right. And not only they may not just be taking them; they may, you I mean, taking them may be an option they need to be exposed to. So, the social workers are going to come into play with people, come into contact with people who aren't taking medications, but may need as part of the sort of problem-solving process as you're looking at. Uh, services options or treatment options in some cases, some settings, we would, we would use that term, then social workers should be in the role of letting people know that this option exists. So it's not just about a, a social worker understanding what kind of medication their client is on. You're saying that it, it goes beyond that. It's really understanding that medication is a possibility for some clients and, and, and to be able to talk with them about that as in an informed way, is just as an important part as knowing what those medications might do. That's exactly right. You know, I think I make the argument in lots of places that, yes, they need to know the different classes of medications and their names and their basic effects, their basic side effects, and just so they can participate more fully with clients, families, and providers. But also, they need to know sort of social work related things like what I psychoeducation. They need to know about teaching people about medication. They need to know about how to help people manage their medications on all these different levels, psychological levels or physical levels. They need to be able to um, develop perhaps um, uh, behavioral interventions to help with adherence if, if there are some issues around adherence in some cases. So, it's not just knowing about medications. It's sort of applying your basic social work skills um, that you would use for other kinds of issues to the medication-related dilemmas of clients. So the, so the social worker is not saying, oh, oh, excuse me, oh, you just mentioned medications. Stop. I, I can't talk to you about medications because, I, you know, I don't. When the kinds of skills that are called for in terms of problem-solving, and reflective listening and empathetic listening, that those sorts of skills that social workers have need, can, should, ought to be applied to people, uh, clients that are uh, taking medication and have dilemmas, and we know they do. I think that's a really interesting situation that you just brought up, uh, a scenario where a social worker might say, Oh, oh! You just you just mentioned Zyprexa. I'm not mm -hmm. a doctor. I can't talk with you about that. There's a question in there, which is: Are there limits that are mm -hmm. placed on social workers when discussing medications with clients? So, for example, are there legal or ethical issues that social workers should be aware of when discussing medications or psychopharmacotherapy with with clients? 
Well, there there was, was one author, uh, Jill Luttrell, who argued in a great article one time about psychologists. Should psychologists essentially shut up about medications? She came to the conclusion that, no, the exact opposite may be true. We might be under a, an ethical or legal obligation to actually talk about these issues with clients because of sort of the, the informed consent, um, you know, the value of informed consent saying that uh, we have an obligation to talk to clients about what sort of what we know about in terms of, um, you know, what sorts of choices they're making. So no, the basically no, obviously we're not, we don't practice medicine, so we're not recommending medications. In fact, the, the ethical issue would be how do you talk to people about medication without coercing people into that, which would be antithetical to social work. So I take the position that we cannot be cheerleaders and advocates for medication, nor should we be sort of naysayers and ignore sort of the story of people's many people's lives who have had a great experience and a life-changing experience with medication, just in the same way we can't ignore the negative experience, particularly around side effects that many people have had. So our obligation as social workers is to use what we know um, in being sort of a, um, uh, again, an advocate for what the client wants and an advocate for uh, problem-solving and decision-making that takes the big picture into account or all aspects of different situations. Let's, let's say I was working with a, a mother and, and, and her son and the mom said, well, you know, my kid's bouncing off the walls, things are getting worse. And I say, you know, this sounds like something that, um, you might want to talk to, um, a psychiatrist about, or your primary care provider, um, to have an assessment for possibilities for medications, because I understand that there are medications out there that might be useful, but I'm not a provider. I'm not a, a medical provider so I can't talk to you about them. But I do know that some kids have been helped by, by, by medications. It, it, well, the first thing is, right when you were telling that story, Jonathan, you, you said oh, this, this mother came to you or something and said, I I'm, you know, have this family member that's on this drug. And you immediately said, oh, I, I can't talk to you about that. Well, of course you can talk to them about that. You could be right then. You could have used your reflective uh, listening skills and had compassion for her and, and drawn her out about what more concerns and what are her feelings and how are they mixed. And there, there was a great opportunity right there to, to embrace that issue as, as one that's amenable to social work social work practice. And a great, a great social worker would know a little bit about that medication and would, in fact, be able to share or whip out some books that he or she might have on the, on the table to, that discusses that medication or turn to her or his bookshelf and pull out a book that might be a personal account of someone who's struggled or used that medication. So, yeah, I think that that kind of thing would be game. And then, of course, then talking to the person uh, about the prescriber, you know, the relationship with the prescriber, how comfortable they feel calling the prescriber. Is there any role that they see the social worker playing and in connecting to that prescriber? Okay. So that's really interesting because I know that in my training, one of the things that I was told is to very quickly let people know I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse practitioner. I don't know anything. You know, I have no training in medications. Mm -hmm. So here is my limited scope of what I can talk to you about. It sounds like what you're saying is that starting out the conversation like that um, can actually be limiting 
the the vast amount of 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 help that I could provide to a client by um, by using my social work skills and drawing them out and having them tell stories and, and exactly and, okay um, now now let's say let's say uh, you know there was a social worker that was working in an agency like I was where mm-hmm. they said that's not your job your job is say case management or therapy and we have psychiatrists to do that other thing. Um, Mm-hmm. What what kind of advice would you give to a social worker in that setting who has agency constraints around what the agency is telling them uh, with regards yeah. to medication? Well, that certainly goes beyond this particular topic. I mean, we always get uh, students here at the school in particular who say, my agency won't let us do this and my agency won't let us do that. And sort of the indictment on our professional judgment and and clinical uh, autonomy is, um, is is not good. But I guess in terms of concrete, what would I recommend is I would recommend a frank discussion among the staff about what are the roles that non-medical providers can play in their agency, because it's certainly not just social workers that can play roles, um, and what are the roles that the, that the, quote, medical providers play. And I think you'll, you know, see that the roles that social workers can play in terms of of um, helping helping clients and families communicate with prescribers, uh, helping them to address some concrete issues around, you know, managing side effects um, in simple ways. Certainly not complex, uh, for example, uh, interactions or uh, recommending certain types of medication. Certainly, dosaging all that. That's beyond. What a social worker, that's blurring roles. If you start getting into stuff, that's not clarifying roles, but blurring roles. So I, I think a good discussion and, and a, you know, saying these are the roles that social workers can play. Here's what we, here are the roles that social workers and nurses, for example, can play in terms of education. Here's some roles that social workers and others can play in terms of building, um, uh, Perhaps if adherence is an issue, building adherence. Here's uh, groups that social workers can facilitate around the meaning of medication. And, and uh, here are some other groups that social workers can facilitate around, um, uh, you know, maybe sort of an educational group around new developments in medication. I'm working with an agency right now to, to develop sort of a book club at this residential facility that where clients and staff are going to read a book together about medication and talk about it. So there's uh, just to give a couple of quick examples of things that social workers could do, but that artic- articulating what is the role we can play given our expertise and our experience and what, is, what the roles that clearly are not ours to play. And that's where we sh- should be better collaborating with physicians and other prescribers. I really like that idea of a book club. That's that, that's a wonderful idea. Did you come up with that? Uh, yes, I, I we there was. I actually I think I did come up with that one. But I working with an agency. You know, I did this qualitative study with the with the the, the residents there, twenty one folks, and and what we did basically was create a typology of meaning, seven different dimensions of meaning and impact that that taking psychiatric medications had. And then after we created these seven sort of dimensions of meaning, um, we looked at the results and then generated like I think 12 different initiatives that we 
could follow up at this agency to sort of give greater voice to the experience of people with medications. And one of the one of the ideas was to um, have a book club. And I'm trying to think here. I have it in a second. Uh, the the name of the book that that were. It's a great book by a man who's struggled with depression, and he's written several books. His name is David uh, David Carp, and. Um, it's, it, the name of the book is "Is It Me or My Medication?" And so the the plan is for you know you know how a lot of people are doing book universities and others are doing book clubs, but why not have a book club where the staff, the staff of a of a mental health agency and the residents or the clients are reading a book together and it's about medication and and sharing that. Talk about a great way to uh, reduce the gap between yeah. the, the the quote unquote provider and the quote unquote consumer. Um, I think that's fabulous. Well, hope. Hopefully that's what contemporary social work is all about, is striving to do that. We do that, as you know, contemporary approaches to social work, the strengths perspective, empowerment practice, the partnership model, all different sort of ways of phrasing different, different um, of saying that's exactly what we need to do, is to be more authentic and genuine in sharing our knowledge and skills while clients and families share their knowledge and skills and experience with us. One of the terms that you've used a couple of times is adherence. And I'm wondering if mm-hmm. you could define it for folks who might not be familiar with that term. Well, the term adherence is, is a health, you know, I guess a health term referring to how closely uh, someone who's been given health health instructions, or at least adherence in health care, um, uh, sticks, to, sticks to what they're, what's suggested, you know, for example. And so the other, the term that was rejected in recent years was sort of compliance because it implied uh, a sort of passivity. And so the term adherence was sort of chosen uh, to, well, at least it's the one I chose. I mean, other people use adherence too. Um, It it sounds like it it reflects um, the idea that the person who's taking the medication or who at least has been recommended to take the medication is an active participant in this process rather than an inert person who... Exactly, exactly. And I'm sensitive to this issue around adherence because uh, a lot of the literature, when I first tried to get a grant to study the meaning and impact of taking medication some 10 or or 12 years ago, uh, they, they meaning NIH, I mean, really was pushing me to say, well, why do you need to understand the meaning of medication? And, you know, if you can tie it to increased compliance, uh, then you're more likely to get your funding. And I rejected the notion. I, I, just, I just didn't want to buy in that the reason that social workers or anyone should understand meaning was so those clients would comply better. I mean, the sort of underlying uh, lack of self-determination and lack of client empowerment under that was, was not right. And so I just declined to do it and or do it in a way that was, you know, it was softer in that, yes, there are people out there who want to adhere better to their medications. And as social workers, I think we have some knowledge and skills that can help people who want to adhere better to, to their medications. Uh, but I'm not about teaching social workers anything about medications in order to get them to get their clients to act right. And so that's, so I'm sensitive to about that issue of of adherence. Yes, I think that social workers can play a role in increasing adherence, but no, I, you know, I think it's got to be in partnership with clients and families. Um, And that's a little bit, uh, a little bit of a different position, I think, than, than some. 
And it sounds like it really fits in with what you were saying earlier about um, partnership and right. empowerment yes. to, to, to say, um, you know, if this is something you want and it's available, yes. then I will certainly help you and advocate um, for this. And if it's something you don't want, then I will be here and help you and advocate for you in, in that, you know. All right, let me keep talking because that's a great example. I, I do think, you know, it's, you know, a partnership model is as, uh, as folks at the University of Kansas have talked about, you know, is not just a client says jump and you jump. You know, it's not like the client says, I don't want to take my medication. Uh, you know, it's, I feel bad with it. And you go, okay, thank you very much. I mean, a true partnership is about the social worker sharing, um, you know, well, listen, you know, my knowledge of you, Jonathan, is, you know, here's what happens, you know, within two days of, of your going off your medication, of your flushing your medication down the toilet. And, you know, so, you know, these things might occur. And, um, and also, these things have occurred in other clients. However, on, you know, on the other hand, you know, maybe if, you know, whatever, I'm just saying that you can... A partnership means that you do share information and that you're sort of your regard for a client. You know, I talk a lot about this when I'm teaching. Your regard and your caring and your compassion for a client shouldn't be contingent on whether or not they're, quote, acting right or they're compliant or adherent to their medication. You are with the client in whatever they decide and with them, meaning helping them to figure out um, sort of the the consequences. So like your client is hospitalized. It's like you don't go to that person to go, see, I told you, yeah, I told you, Jonathan, if you didn't take your, your uh, Risperdal, you, you were going to be hospitalized. And if you'd only listen to me, I mean, to me, that kind of social worker should get out of the business. Right. You know, I should go to you and be, be with you while you're in the hospital and be compassionate and understand why you, ch- you know, why you didn't take your medication because of the f- terrible side effects that you've been addressing or because of the meaning and the reminder of being a person with a mental illness that taking it is meant and then help you then deal with what's next and plan for what's next and be your, your, uh, your partner and advocate in that. And it sounds like that's one of the reasons why it's so important for social workers to be educated about psychopharmacotherapy because they can't engage in an intelligent conversation. They can merely say yes or no. Okay, I'll help you. Okay, I'll help you not take your meds or whatever. Yes. Yes. And certainly to be a part of a treatment team or any kind of uh, team, because it's certainly not just in mental health that social workers are dealing with medications. Um, So just, yeah, to, to be able to communicate. I certainly don't teach students, you know, the that they should know the names of medications and their pronunciations and the names of complicated side effects in order to impress physicians or nurses or any or anything else, but rather to be a better communicator uh, and to be a more full participant in in the in the treatment or service team. Please join us for part two of this podcast when Kaya talks more about best practices for referring clients for psychiatric medications, resources for social workers interested in learning more about psychopharmacotherapy, and how social workers can think critically about psychopharmacotherapy for both adults and children. I'm Jonathan Singer, and thanks for being with me today for another episode of the Social Work Podcast. If you missed an episode or have suggestions for future episodes, please visit socialworkpodcast.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our online store at cafepress.com slash swpodcast. To all the social workers out there, keep up the good work. We'll see you next time at the Social Work Podcast. (laughs) 